With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys, I'm May and welcome to my podcast, Phenomenal and Asian a podcast aimed to redefine the Asian stereotype and share inspirational stories of those doing phenomenal things. This week's Phenomenal Asian is Viv Yao, founder of Be Influence, an influencer marketing agency based in Manchester. Viv and I actually met through Instagram as she launched her own podcast, But Where Are You From?, around the same time as I did. The more we spoke, the more we realised how similar our lives were. We were both takeaway kids, both started our own company, we're both the same age but we also both lost a parent from cancer although we had never met it was incredible how well we hit off and also how honest we were able to be so quickly i really hope you enjoy this episode and do let us know what you think hi viv hi may how are you yeah i'm good yeah i'm just um sat in my bedroom because it's probably the best place where there's like no my mum's not banging around making loads of noise <laughs> I was like mom I'm just gonna be on a call at three and she was like you can do it down here I was like mm, no because the karaoke might come on like any second um yes yeah, so it's Friday the sun is shining I'm gonna go for a run later um, nice yeah, I'm good how about you yeah no good um yeah the sun is is making it hard to work isn't it yeah um but we don't have any sort of outside space which is like apart from kind of the front door which is oh, really? a bit annoying oh that is yeah. annoying so how, I mean, how are you um finally kind of being stuck inside I mean it is it's fine like I live with my boyfriend and then two other friends who yeah. are a couple so there's like four of us in a two-bed flat right. so um yeah there's not that much space but it's it's great in terms of like entertainment because we keep each other entertained yeah I can imagine actually <laughs> yeah that's um, good it's just yeah it's just space and like it'd be so nice if we had a garden or a balcony or something yeah I know we're, we're, um, we're so lucky to actually have a garden and then where we live it kind of it looks onto kind of loads of um just green space because we're, we're in the suburbs we're in um like the north oh, okay. so there's loads of there's loads of space in um not we're near Manchester basically nice yeah. yeah it must just be so different for depending on where you live yeah, definitely. I know my sister's stuck in a flat in the city centre in Manchester, but oh. she's just been going on walks just and, and runs just around yeah. around the city. So it's actually probably forcing her to do more exercise yeah. than she would do usually. <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah, I've done way more exercise than before. Yeah, same. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've never felt so, like, um, my mum said that before lockdown, my face was getting a bit chubby. And then, like, she said to me, it's been, like, a month since we've, like, we've been at home for a solid month now. And then she was like, yeah, you've lost weight in your face now. But, yeah, you were really quite, like, um, your face was getting quite big. <laughs> Asian mums are so honest, aren't they? So no honest. Filter. I know. It's so funny. I saw a um, TikTok meme 
a TikTok, or not a meme, sorry. Oh my god, I'm so old. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> a, tic- a TikTok video of this Chinese this this Chinese girl saying to her mom, "Mom, do you think I'm pretty?" In Chinese, and the mom's like saying back to her like really harsh, like, "No, you're you're like a little monster. All you do is eat, eat, eat. I keep telling you to lose weight, and you never do." <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they're such like hypocrites because they like get angry if you don't eat. Mm. You know what I mean? They keep feeding you, and then they tell you when you're fat. So. <laughs> Line. Line I know line. it's so funny though my mum's like literally just before she was like um oh I'm gonna go on a diet now she said she's not gonna <laughs> um eat as much and I was like what am I gonna do for food then because she normally cooks for us she normally cooks <gasps> for me every night and then she was like oh well tonight I'm gonna make this Malaysian curry um <laughs> and I saw a video on YouTube I've just been watching loads of YouTube videos and I was like mum I think if you want to lose weight maybe don't watch those YouTube videos and she was <laughs> like do you not want me to eat then I was like I didn't say that <laughs> Why don't you start by just introducing yourself? Cool. So my name's Viv and I am based in Manchester. Well, no, tell a lie. I'm based in Warrington, which is near Manchester. But I'm just used to telling, uh, especially you're from Oxford, aren't you? So Southerners, mm. I'm used to telling kind of Southerners, oh, I'm from Manchester because some people haven't heard of Warrington before unless they've yeah. heard of Kerikatona, which is not kind of, you know, <laughs> the best <laughs> accolade for Warrington um so I am founder of an influence marketing agency called Be Influence up in Manchester and then I Mm -hmm. am British born Cantonese Chinese sorry British born Chinese um I'm a twin I've got a twin who's four minutes older and an older sister who's two and a half years older and I live with my mum at in her at home at the moment that's actually so interesting so you're (laughs) A twin? Yeah. I mean, you don't get many... I don't think I've really seen that many Asian twins. Do you reckon... Because it's so weird. My mum's best mate, um, she's got two Chinese twins as well, uh, who are a year younger than us. And then I met another pair of Asian guy twins, like, recently. Because I always thought we were quite unique. But then the more I think about it, mum, like, actually, there's quite a few Asian twins around. But apparently, my mum says that we were the first in Warrington, like the first Asian twins in Warrington, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes. You can use that. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's hilarious. You're from Manchester, which is great, because I actually uh, love your Mancunian accent, I think, (laughs) again. Your rare breed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like it. I mean, I wish I had a southern accent. When I, I lived down in London for a couple of years and um, I really tried to adopt it. <laughs> like, I genuinely was like... No, I love it. I think it's it. great. Oh, that's good. No, there's, too many, there's too many now. There's, we're common <laughs> um, southern Asians. So, yeah, no, you, you're, you're paving the way for the, for the north. Oh, do you reckon? That's good. BBCs. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so you're... Also, what's funny is that I feel like, because obviously why I did this Mm. podcast was to kind of redefine the Asian stereotype and kind of interview people and share stories of those just doing really interesting things. Um, And then I think what's also funny, which I didn't realise, is that because it's a podcast and it's just... Yeah. Sorry. Someone tried to bring me. It got to just, just, it's a podcast and it's just audio. Yeah. um, Just because it's audio people obviously can't see what we look like so just hearing me and you yeah they probably think god knows what they think I think if I just heard your voice yeah I'm imagining like quite a quirky Caucasian girl (laughs) with like purple hair (laughs) no I've got like my hair is meant to be blonde but it's ginger now but it's because I dyed it 
that's interesting isn't it yeah um, I, I, same to you as well like it's it's um I always find it so funny when you do hear uh, like Chinese people with different regional accents mm. like the Scottish one I still find that weird when you hear a Chinese person <laughs> with a Scottish accent we've got some like distant relatives up north and it's like just really odd when I asked her once like what are you doing what do you do at uni and she was like chemistry and I was like so weird <laughs> you look Chinese but you've got the most Scottish accent ever <laughs> do you remember Cho Chang from um, Harry Potter yeah. yeah 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 she's so Scottish she, she was in um have you seen The Nest that's no. on BBC she's she's on that she's um How is she? yeah and it's it still blows my mind that she's Scottish yeah, yeah. it does I wish I was I had an Irish accent. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I can't I can't do that accent. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> uh, so tell us more about kind of your upbringing. You were born in Manchester, or tell us a bit about your family. Yeah, so I, I was uh, raised, born and raised in Warrington. We'll say Manchester for for okay. ease of everyone else. <laughs> born and raised in Manchester. Um, grew up kind of um there's just typical takeaway life I guess so mum and dad started takeaway when we were really young um and yeah we we had a pretty I think in in school it was kind of very um we didn't identify with being Chinese me and my sisters um and we didn't really appreciate how much um it would play into our adult lives um mm. But back then we didn't really, yeah, we didn't, we wanted to be white. I think this is like quite a common thread yeah. amongst a lot of us is that we wanted to fit in with our mates who had blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and yeah, so we grew up in, we grew up like in the suburbs. Um, we were like the only Chinese kids in school pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, well, we unwillingly went to Chinese school for a while, um, <laughs> which we never passed. Like I was, I don't know anyone who actually did pass, but I was terrible at it. And we used to always say that we had a, tum- a tummy ache uh, after we <laughs> ate in summer, so we didn't have to go. But that's like now looking back, one of my biggest regrets is not, having stuck with that because yeah. I can see now like if I that would have benefited my career so much if mm. I knew how to sp- like speak it well and also um read and write in Chinese um had... can you speak Chinese so well it depends who you ask like my mum will probably say I can speak a little bit um, and my sisters always <laughs> take the mick out of me but I would say since I've moved home I've been back at home for about a year now and I predominantly speak to my mum in Cantonese, so I can speak it, and I can definitely hold a conversation, but it's very still broken. Yeah, it's very yeah. broken, and I find it hard, especially to express myself emotionally in Cantonese. Um, mm. But then, having said that, like I can get by, like I can go to Hong Kong and I can have a conversation with people, but they can definitely tell that I'm a foreigner, which is right, really odd. Yeah. Like. They've, I've had it where they've come back to me speaking to me in Mandarin thinking that I'm from China and I'm like whoa I don't oh. understand anything you're saying <laughs> yeah well Chinese is interesting though because it's not there's no linking words do you know what I mean it's just like they say it as it is yeah so instead of you know go um go outside sorry like go downstairs and turn right outside yeah. your house it's like go out house yeah right. yeah yeah that's really true so you have to learn you have to know every single word basically don't you what about you mm. can you speak Cantonese no I I'm, re- I'm the same as you really mm. 
I definitely regret it now. Although, you know, there's so many Chinese dialects as well. So even if I could speak Cantonese, you're right, like Mandarin would probably be better in terms of my career. Yeah. Or if I was going to, you know, use it in work or anything like that. Um, But yeah, I kind of just feel like a useless Chinese person, (laughs) especially in Chinese situations, you know, like in a restaurant or when you do go visit china or hong kong you do you do then it kind of hits you more yeah then to be like oh god yeah it is so interesting because it's almost like we feel a lot lot of shame for not being able to speak it fluently but it's like well we grew up in in a western society like of course it's going to be difficult and you're almost Mm. like pitted against each other like we we play so many games with our cousins where we're like let's let's play guess the chinese like guess the english word in chinese and it's fun but also it does it does kind of like make you competitive with like you know what you do know versus what you don't and majority of i don't know any chinese words like compared to some of my friends who are british born chinese their their chinese is amazing Mm. and then you just feel a bit shit about it because you're like oh yeah definitely yeah no and i i can when i hear the word i i get it but then but then make me repeat the word and I'm like god I don't even know what 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 starts with (laughs) (laughs) I know but I'm I'm trying to get my mum to um teach me more like I said to her mum when you speak to your friends in Chinese it's so much more complex than when you speak to me I said can you speak to me in the same way and she was like but you're not gonna (laughs) understand half of it and I'm like yeah but I want to try and learn like so she's been trying to like just speak in more complex Chinese words Mm. to me and I'm like what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a bit about your mum. Where's she from and how yeah. did she end up in the UK? Yeah, so so mum and dad, so they they actually both met over here in the 1980s. And so my dad passed away. So if I talk about him in past tense, he passed away four years ago. So that's why. But um, so, my mum passed away eight years ago? Really? Yeah, so I saw, I saw this on your Instagram, um, which, yeah. which I was like, oh, like, that's quite interesting that we've had both similar really similar from cancer as well was it yeah from cancer oh, that's so sad i guess it's it's nice talking to someone who, yeah. who understands it yeah um but we can let's definitely talk i think it'd be interesting to talk about that yeah. uh later actually yeah just to see how your family yeah kind of experienced and dealt with it yeah yeah definitely yeah i'm, I'm more than happy to chat about that um yeah so my mom um actually you know what she my mom is not a typical you know, like tiger mom you hear that phrase especially in america um mm. she she kind of grew up um she left hong kong when she was 18 because she was very much depressed by her mom um her mom really cared a lot typically about what her friends thought about her children and like in the village of where she lived in like the the countryside in hong kong people would like chat shit about my mom and then my mom would be like that's not true but then her mum always chose to believe their friends over mm. her so she left when she was 18 and came to the UK where her brother oh, wow. was working in London um and th- then she basically I don't know how she managed to like come to Manchester but she basically started working in Manchester I think she had a few friends here and then met my dad through um his brother like they worked together in the, in Chinatown so they all worked in as waitresses and waiters in Chinatown and then they met and then were together um they were I think they their first date was ice skating somewhere um and then they I think in terms of how they actually managed to stay here 
they paid some guy who they heard could get them some like visas from the like the immigration office uh, in cash like they paid them like i think it was like two and a half grand in cash (laughs) can you imagine that it's so dodgy and then (laughs) and then they they waited i think about for about six months and nothing ever materialized and they thought well do you know what at least we've tried it and if it doesn't work we'll just go back to hong kong like it doesn't matter um did your sorry was hong kong not part of by then i think it still was then in the 1980s wasn't it because wasn't it Mm. oh i don't know the timelines but was it like 1997 or something because i think that's what my dad he got a british passport because he's from hong kong seriously yeah (laughs) maybe your parents just got ripped (laughs) off sounds like they did (laughs) sounds like they did but yeah i don't think they and maybe this guy was legit like apparently he knew people high up or something but because i think the fact that they they couldn't they weren't that literate they couldn't really read or or write english back then couldn't really speak it i think this guy probably profited off a lot of people in that same situation the more i'm thinking back now the more i'm like yeah actually that doesn't sound very good does it <laughs> you should try find the date and yeah. year and and we'll see if your parents got ripped off and we'll hunt this guy down <laughs> imagine though if like the visas weren't actually legit and then that would be bad um so yeah so anyway they were in the end and then they so they stayed um and yeah so they they built up their lives together in terms of um like working like night and day the at the in chinatown in the restaurants and then mm. um eventually setting up their own takeaway and then like having us in the meantime and stuff and in terms of kind of how my mum is, like, she is so, like, she's very open to different cultures, but then sometimes she surprises me with stuff that she does come out with. Um, like, she, she's great. Like, in terms of kind of Asian mums, like, she she compliments me all the time. Like, she always says she's proud of me. Um, lots of stuff that, you know, typically Asian mums don't do. Um, mm-hmm. And... And kind of lets us do whatever we want to 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 some extent. Um, but then sometimes she comes out with things like I, I asked her recently, um, how would you feel if I was dating a, a a black guy or an Indian guy, for example? And her response was kind of like, oh, it's best if you don't. Like, so home mola, like you know, you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but but why? Like, why does it matter? And then she'd be like, you know, um, um. Chinese babies or white and Chinese babies are accuser. That was kind of like where her excuse for it. When when really it's it's obviously a much much deeper thing than that. Like I, I know this yeah. with Chinese people, there's lots of like xenophobia around black and Indian mm. um, people, um, and I think challenging that sometimes is difficult. But then, and that's mm. kind of the, that's kind of where I see her Chinese nurse coming out more so is when we have these kind of these debates or these discussions about topics such as race um mm, i think that was very much the same with my dad oh, really? yeah um and i actually dated a black yeah. guy during u- uni yeah and my dad found out and i think i was surprised by maybe his yeah. response like it, it wasn't positive right. But I do like the his explanation mm. for it. Like I completely understand, and I think actually, what like the older I got, the more I think it's more I just understand now where 
our parents what, are coming his, from. What's his explanation? So his his explanation was more that he would he would be worried for us as a right. couple in a Western society or in a you know British yeah. predominantly white society how people would treat right. us, and so we would probably not have the same opportunities mm. um, as everyone else. I understand that. If that was my mum's reason. I think I would be quite understanding. He's definitely changed. Mm. Like that was actually before my mum okay. passed away. Yeah. So I think after she passed away, I think a lot of traditions and cultures maybe not vanished, but he kind of saw other values which yeah. took priority. Yeah, kind of almost saw the bigger picture in terms of what's important. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's also so difficult for them to try and understand where we're coming from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, quite a funny experience. Um, I hadn't told my mum that much about what I've been saying on the podcast that I've been doing, where I've talked about this topic. And for some reason, she just took it upon herself to listen to it off her own back. Like, she went out for a walk. She came back and she listened to this particular episode about uh, me talking about the dating life and and the conversations myself and her have had before about me like potentially dating um, a black guy or um, whoever and then she came back and she was like so I just listened to your podcast I was like <gasps> oh crap <laughs> I was so scared <laughs> and then she was like yeah you basically make out that I'm like selfish and racist and I was like no <laughs> I didn't mean it in that way and she kind of said it as a joke um, and but I, I definitely think that it probably, we haven't had that conversation since because we've not needed to, but I do think that it probably makes her question a bit more why she does feel that way and and kind of almost look inside herself to, to yeah, question her own thoughts and, and these thoughts that she's had for a mm. lifetime. Why does she have these thoughts? And is it potentially wrong that she has these, these thoughts? Such yeah. a good point, such a good point. And I think in my last episode, my brother mm. was saying, you know they have a responsibility in a way because they brought us yeah. here and they you know we grew up in in this society so they can't really expect us to exactly. think like them yeah. it is it is honestly super fascinating and i think we're probably the only generation who will go yeah. through that because i'm assuming that we're gonna have children in a western yeah. society unless we go back to <laughs> yeah Asia. exactly we we are i've heard that before we're we're a very unique generation because we do have two two sides of each culture embedded in us and mm-hmm. yeah our kids won't have that our kids will be most likely very westernized um and probably probably adopt some traits but then it's going to be even more diluted isn't it like they're not going to be able to speak a word of Chinese my kids I know that for a fact um which is fine (laughs) but you know unless unless yeah like you said uh, I forced them to go to Chinese school which then would be so hypocritical of me seeing as I can't speak Chinese myself very well or go to (laughs) Hong Kong and, and take them to an international school or something do you know what we should do we should just give them an incredibly Chinese name so it has to stick yeah, with them exactly. forever <laughs> that's a good idea would you say that any of the decisions that you make in life whether that's relationships mm. career do you think about what your mum would say or or are you quite kind of um, independent and strong-willed in terms of no I'm going to do what mm. I want to do and kind of my culture yeah. and heritage depends yeah depends whether we're talking about dating or relationships and 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 careers like separately so I say I say that academia wise I didn't want to go to university but my my 
my dad particularly kind of forced me to go. Um, I wanted to actually be a, a dancer. <laughs> yeah. um, never happened. I can't even dance for shit anymore. So it was just like a pipeline dream. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I wanted to do that. But then my mum and dad were quite kind of like, no, you need to go to uni at least. Um, and then career-wise, because because I work in the creative industry, like I've always worked in like... Um, advertising uh, design agencies um influencer marketing agencies that kind of stuff it's never really played a big role in my decisions career-wise they definitely have in terms of I think what it has done though is seeing how hard my my dad worked in the takeaway and just he was just such a grafter like he just loved to work I think I always wanted to model that so in terms of my career mm-hmm. I definitely have found that I try to just, you know, that whole like do 10% more than what everyone else is doing kind of thing. I do try to push myself mm-hmm. to that level. And which is why starting my own company, I think having my dad's values in terms of just a lot counts for hard work, I think definitely um, has played into it. It's been a massive influence from that perspective. And also entrepreneurial. Because yeah. so my dad, he owns, yeah. he owns Takeaway as well and even though you know it might not be the most glamorous Mm. career it is still you know they are both original entrepreneurs yeah they genuinely are and I think people don't appreciate how much work goes into starting your own business especially a takeaway business where the hours are so grueling Uh, I remember actually just a couple of months ago I went on a date with this white middle class guy he was a nice guy but we had very different upbringings like he went to uh, an international school um he had his both his parents were professionals in in some capacity and then he asked me what my parents did and I said oh they owned a takeaway and then his response was oh that's pretty easy isn't it you just kind of like fry stuff and honestly I I nearly lost my shit mate I was so close (laughs) to like like flipping the table and then I had to like calm myself down be like well no actually it's a lot of hard work like I've seen the way my dad works and how much time he spent in building the the family business um and it's just long hours as well um for what you get back and yeah I I do definitely think that you have to have some kind of like entrepreneurship about you to be able to pour your heart and soul into creating a business like I don't know how I would not know how to set up a takeaway I think it's only taken me maybe in the last couple of yeah. years to really appreciate how hard my dad worked and you know me and my brothers um we mm. we actually went to private yeah. school in oxford and that was purely because oh, my dad had a yeah. successful takeaway which is you know mad to think as well as because when i was yeah. when i was at school all of my friends parents like you said mm. were kind of professionals or had um yeah similar careers yeah. Or, or old money Whereas I guess, you know, my dad owning yeah. a takeaway, I don't even know if some of those kids have been to a takeaway, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of, I do relate where, to where you're coming from in terms of kind of almost being ashamed of what your parents do. Um, but to, to be honest, I think my friends found it quite cool. I, I, I went to a comprehensive school and the, the kids used to like come to the takeaway a lot when we were like working sometimes as well. But I think they were like, oh my God, your dad knows how to make sweet and sour chicken that's so cool and like we used to like invite so like when we'd have play dates we'd invite our friends to the takeaway we'd play upstairs and then they like they'd order whatever they want and it was almost like not a novel thing for them I think 
um yeah but I do kind mm. of like I understand what you're saying and I think it's especially when you hear about kind of when I hear that other Chinese kids parents don't work in takeaways I'm really surprised I'm like what so they've got like actual jobs like they're an accountant or a lawyer or something <laughs> and I, I find that really impressive yeah yeah so, did really dad still have his takeaway or yeah he's retired now but it is such an end of an era he has this big um, yeah. light box of oh. the name and the logo so it's like far east house um so we want to keep that and yeah put it oh, somewhere so, nice. <laughs> so is he finding it how's he finding retirement he's loving it oh god he's loving it I, he was like why didn't i retire earlier and we were like <laughs> i know dad but i do think that he i mean he definitely misses mm. having something to do i think it like you were saying like our dads work and you know our mums they they work day in day out Mm. doing the same thing um they've never once complained as well which I I think is yeah such a testament um and you're right they they've kind of instilled this Mm. these values in us I think um which we've now been able to take into our own careers um so tell tell me more about your company I think that's so exciting that you know yeah so I started my own company about five years ago um so it's so nice to hear another kind of Asian yeah it is amazing female isn't it? And I feel like there needs to be so much more and yeah exactly um <laughs> so I started um so I used to so yeah like I said I used to work in advertising and then I've always had a I don't know whether you watch any kind of like YouTubers or you follow any influencers or content creators but it was something that I've always done in my spare time it's just like sit there on YouTube just mm. watching the likes of I don't know Soella or like Bob's Beauty and mm. you know, anyone basically like anyone who was like and then I applied for a job down in London at this agency called Glean Futures which are known for representing some of the world's biggest influencers so the likes of Zoella, Tanya Burr, Jim Chapman a lot of those types of people and oh, wow. those are the guys that I watched a lot of you know like back in the day the YouTube crew and then um and then I just applied for this job and it was during the time when I was, yes, I was working at an advertising agency up here. I loved the job, loved the people, but I felt like it was something different. And I remember asking my dad, because he was quite unwell at the time. At that point, he probably had cancer for about, I'd say about seven years on and off. Um, but oh wow! He, at that point, he was he was okay, but he like you know he might have just he, I think he came out of chemotherapy and he was like resting and stuff. And I remember asking him like, Dad, I've seen this job down in London. Like I've just applied for it, but I might not get it. But what do you think? And he was like, Yeah, go for it. Like he's always been so supportive of we need to do best for our careers. Like never never like put anyone else first other than your career. Even him, my dad was like, Yeah, go for it. Just do it see what happens and then got the job down in London and then it was managing influencers so anything that they would be involved in their career so brand partnerships um so got to work with the likes of Cadbury's and uh Reebok and Nike and like just amazing cool. brands I've never dreamed to ever work with it was it was an awesome job and got to travel all over to like Cuba and I was on a cruise ship for like 10 days in Jamaica like it was it was oh really cool God. but um behind the scenes um I just wasn't very happy like I dad was getting progressively worse um so two months into the job I basically uh, my my I went to a doctor's appointment with my family and my the doctors told us that he had two months to live and this was like yeah me being in 
London for yeah like two months I think mm. I think it was a month actually and then yeah so then I started but, but I basically had to go back to work go back down to London and I told my boss who didn't even know me <laughs> that my dad was dying and then I had to like commute back and forth god yeah like every single week so he was so great like he said to me like whatever you need to do mm. dad, if you want to work from home on Wednesdays to um the Sunday and then come back up Monday and Tuesday you can do that whatever you need we're here to support you so then I did that um until my dad passed away in October and, and luckily I was up north for that um and yeah mm. and then I think like the job was a great distraction I made so many great friends like it was a really full-on but amazingly fun job um which was good in a sense that um it really did distract me but then also I felt I felt it was I wasn't in the right mind frame first of all but also I just felt sometimes it was so superficial and so difficult to it just felt so like Mm. why are we doing this I just questioned everything why why is this brand getting so het up because we've not shot this in a certain way for for example you know like I think it was just like my mental health was just not great yeah and then then I had this kind of year of like being single of being like truly alone in this big city and then I found myself just like gravitating back up north every single weekend pretty much every weekend um and then I was like what am I doing here what am I actually doing here like I had to really question whether it was Mm. making me happy or not and so I, I basically um quit the job came back up north without a job um and had a month off which was the best month ever like I highly recommend to anyone who's in a position to do so to just I mean I mean I guess a lot of people are in the furlough position okay back then anyway (laughs) it was a good position to be in because I literally just didn't do I, I did a lot of networking I was getting offered jobs back in like the design industry advertising but I wanted something that brought in my influencer marketing kind of um experience that I had um and so I, I met a guy through someone that I met whilst networking and uh, he's the most incredible man he offered to start a company with me and offered to put investment behind his company and um since then it's it's been two wow. years in july since we became like an incorporated business um and since then yeah i've just been focused on growing the business so uh, we're basically a full service influence marketing agency we work with the likes of um fistaprint tiktok I saw it first, uh, Manchester City Football Club, uh, lots of really cool brands. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to lie, it's been sometimes really lonely because I've, I've only I've employed two people um, and we have a lot of support mm-hmm. in the sense that our, our investors have lots of people behind the scenes to help. But in terms of kind of doing everything from business development to coming up with creative campaigns yourself to invoicing people everything like that it's yeah it's a lot of work um yeah yeah. it's a lot of work it is difficult I think a lot of people don't talk about the Mm. difficult sides of running your own business but honestly that is on one of the most fascinating stories I I think that that's incredible and thanks for sharing your journey but thank you so much (laughs) honestly I I haven't even looked at the questions I was going to ask you (laughs) we've just been chatting away um but no, I've really, really enjoyed it. And and again, it's just so nice to hear someone yeah. else's um, stories and experiences that you can relate to. 
because I think I've always just yeah felt like I was so different mm. and no one else kind of went through what I've done and everyone I've interviewed. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Phenomenal and Asian podcast. I'll be releasing new episodes every Wednesday. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow us on Instagram at phenomenal.asian for all the latest updates. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.